Hi guys, welcome to Bookish Delights. Today's episode, we will be going over a list of some of our favorite books and our bookish opinions. first category we will be doing is fantasy books yes so i think for my fantasy i think like in epic fantasies i would say children of blood and bone by tomi adiemi that was the book that like got me into young adult fantasy i remember um my eighth grade english teacher actually she had it like on her shelf at school and she recommended it to me and i was like sure why not and then it was just very empowering to see POC characters in like a new light and in like this amazing fantasy world that Tomi Adeyemi created and like I think I finished it in two days completely binge read it which I had never done before and I I wish I could read that book for the first time again um for mine for an epic fantasy is probably the Waterfire Saga by Jennifer Donnelly that one is about mermaids like princess mermaids having to stop a war Ooh, that's interesting i should i should get my hands on that and then just like an overall fantasy book is percy jackson by rick reardon i um that book like you said children of blood and bone got you into reading percy jackson got me into reading i think i read that in like fourth grade i love this series so much I am now just convinced because I've reread some of the books. I don't have a personality. I've just taken on different aspects of each of theirs. I think that's all readers. They just take the personality of the characters they read in books when they were kids and like project them onto themselves. And like, that's their new personality, guys. I think every time I come out of reading a book, I've taken a part of a personality of a book character. I have, okay, so... I am in love with romance novels a lot of the time. I can't read a book if it doesn't have a romance. So for like, I think like one of my favorite romance fantasies, so that's like a fantasy novel based around a romance. It would be like The Star-Touched Queen by Roshni Chakshi. And in that book, the main character's name is also Maya. So I felt like I was reading like a YNN fan fiction about myself. And it was a very fun experience because it was also one of the first books I read with like an Indian main character in it. So I was very excited. The entire atmosphere of the book was very dreamlike and you didn't really know what was going to happen. And I loved it. Okay, time to do a contemporary novel. Yes. And you can go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, My favorite contemporary would be the Astonishing Color of After by Emily XR Pan. Um, I think the prose in that book was what got me so invested in it. The like, the like, what the book is about? It's like about this. Um, I think a Taiwanese American girl and her mother dies by suicide. So there's trigger warnings for that book. Um, and it's kind of about how she goes back to her roots and. It kind of, it's like, it's one of those contemporaries with a twist where there's like a sort of magical realism to it. Mm. And the writing is so beautiful. I highly recommend it. It's, it's like, 
it's just so beautiful and it captures the emotions perfectly and I loved it a lot. So that's what I would recommend for a contemporary and my favorite contemporary I've read. My, my contemporary book that just stays with me is Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Abertelli. Honestly, all of Becky Abertelli's books, I love them all. But specifically Simon, Ver- Simon um, I really related to his character. I think I, I read this. 2018 so I think around the time the movie was coming out and I just remember reading the first few pages and where it just like how my life was going I was like oh the anxiety you're feeling I feel that too is so great um but also I just relate to just like Simon's character in general just like his his like almost obsessive obsession with Harry Potter I have the same thing for um, Percy Jackson, his character description, I showed a, a fan art, because he looks different in the movie, I showed a picture of fan art to my sister, and I was like, this is what the masculine version of me looks like, and she was like, oh, that's t- actually terrifying. That- <laughs> that's what I look like. Um, Simon has always just, like, stayed with me. He's the one character, like, Percy and Annabeth, he, he stays there with me. He's, like, part of my yeah. personality. Like, when I read Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda, I I was in, like, 7th grade, so it was the first um, queer romance I read, and obviously it was, like, a fluffy contemporary, so when I read it, I was like, oh, this is so sweet, I love it, it's really cute, and I went in, I was, like, looking for another queer romance that was, like, fluffy like that, but at the time, there were none, they were all just, like, super tragical and like I was and like or they didn't exist so I was really surprised by that and Becky Albertalli's ability to kind of just like change the queer romance you know like writing world moving on to romance and continuing the theme of gay (laughs) my favorite romance novel if you did not noticed in last episode it is red white and royal blue by casey mcquiston this is the only book where we've gotten like i've read with like an actual like queer romance throughout the book and it's happy what what (laughs) with becky abertalli's books excluding what if it's us both leon yoffi and simon versus the homo sapiens agenda is all about like figuring yourself out and coming out and then getting a relationship within the last few chapters of the book this book yeah it had it had an identity crisis we're not going to talk a lot about this one because we did a whole episode on it but yeah it had a little identity crisis and figuring stuff out but that wasn't like the first 80 pages of the book and then the rest the other like 300 were this whole romance and i yeah it's my favorite book i love it so much yeah, Red, White, and Royal Blue is definitely on my, like, romance favorites list, for sure. And also, I put Tweet Cute by Emma Lore. That came out last year, I think, 2020. And I think with that book, I absolutely devoured it. I finished it in three days, even though I had online classes. Pretty much every time I wasn't doing my work, I was reading this book. Maybe sometimes when I was supposed to be doing my work, I was reading that book. But it was, I think the thing with that book was that I read it at the right time. It was like, I was very stressed with school and like, you know, I didn't have the patience to put up with like a brand new fantasy novel and like completely devour that and like get myself invested in the world. So this was like 
It was cute. It was happy. It was very fluffy, and I enjoyed it. Continuing the theme of how you didn't put down a book and like you would read it during class, that was me this week. I next is like a category of just really sad books. This week, I got a book in the mail. It happened to be Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. I finished it last night. Well, technically early this morning, but whatever. Finished it last night at around midnight-ish. I was sobbing for 30 minutes. This is the hardest I've ever cried over a book. Other than that, it was probably Heartless by Marissa Myers. But... I cried so hard about this book. Song of Achilles is a retelling of the Iliad, and it was just absolutely amazing. I enjoyed it so much, and yeah, there were times when I'd be reading, like, in class. I was, we finished a thing in one of my classes, and I was waiting to go over it, so I picked up the book. I was reading. If you've read the book, I was reading the cave, I got to the cave scene. I was caught off guard. Then my teacher called as soon as I finished it, and I... I jumped. Like, I jumped where I was sitting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was inten- it, it's an intense book. And there are certain scenes that just, like, catch you off guard. Like the cave scene. For my sad book, this book really isn't sad. It's more... It's more like... Okay, I'll just say the book. Okay. Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe by Benjamin Alire Science. I hope I said his name right. That book, uh, Caitlin has heard me say this countless number of times, and uh, I'm just gonna say it again. It makes me feel more human. It it kind of just drags these emotions out of me and like perfectly captures it with the prose and. It's one of those books that doesn't really have a plot. It's more of like a coming-of-age novel with a romance embedded into it. And it just follows this boy, Aristotle's life, through like his senior year, like one year in high school. And it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. The aesthetic is amazing. The writing is amazing. And I just found it so beautiful and so moving. So there were a few scenes that definitely made me cry. And not really out of this like horrible like because everything was like going horrible in the book or anything it was more just like there were these small moments that they managed to capture so beautifully and i loved it dystopian dystopian was such like a influential part of like my becoming a big reader because in fourth grade i read Percy Jackson. It took me all fourth grade to get through that in Heroes of Olympus. And I had to wait for Heroes of Olympus to come out. Um, and then Dystopian in fifth grade is when I was allowed to read like The Hunger Games, or, like Divergent, all those like dystopian type books, except for Maze Runner. I didn't like Maze Runner. But probably my favorite dystopians are just all of The Hunger Games books. They were really good. And the first Divergent book. Yeah, I haven't read that much dystopian though. I I need to get my I need to read The Hunger Games. I still haven't done that. I haven't read a lot of books that a lot of people have read like Twilight never going I to read happen. The first one. Um so the next section we have are is like historical fiction. So for me, 
I seem super basic saying this, but it would have to be The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. The Book Thief is also one of those books that doesn't really have a plot and is more like a coming of age novel with really strong themes and like the power of words. And um, it's like set in World War II, I believe. So it's like the rise of Nazi Germany and it's told it's like narrated by death which throws a lot of people off because they don't really enjoy the narration because of how strange it is but i enjoyed it um the ending still makes me like really sad no matter how many times i have to go through it and that's i love it and i definitely recommend it i still it. haven't read that you should it's I didn't really need good. to for english so yeah i had to but i read it once um, before that my favorite historical fiction i don't read a lot of historical fiction so this is one that i read a while ago and it's the third book of the seeds of america by laurie house anderson and it's ashes and that that just was like really good i liked how it wrapped up the trilogy and like the war that one's about um it's set during the revolutionary world war and it was very lovely And then we're going to move on to one book that just, it educated you. Mine, I feel like this is, I feel like this is kind of cliche, but like not, but at the same time. So I read The Hate You Give. I read that in 2019, 2018, 2019. I can't remember if it was fall or spring, but I read The Hate You Give and it kind of just like, it was things that I already knew, but at the same time kind of educated me on other things, like specifics that I didn't know. So like... I didn't know who Emmett Till or Tamir Rice were before I read this book. But throughout that, I learned. But other, like, things I already knew, like police brutality and stuff like that. Yeah, I put down The Hate You Give, too, because I read it first in, I think, sixth grade, actually. Hey. So, yeah, I was, I was very, like, I, I felt very rebellious for reading it because of, like, all of the language in it. And I was like, wow, look at me. But... Um, it definitely opened my eyes. Like, I had no idea that was happening. Obviously, I was in sixth grade, but I had no clue about those problems. And then I read it again in eighth grade, and that just, like, kind of, like, strengthened strengthened that and helped me, like, like led me to more resources and more current-day things that I could actually, like, make a change about. So, I, that's definitely a book that changed a lot of kids' lives in America. Just, like, opened their and eyes. And I believe, I believe that's a, definitely a book that people should have that I feel like a lot of people probably read over the summer. Now time for controversial opinions. Popular <laughs> book that you didn't like. You can go first. All right, so I put down 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. There's obviously a lot of controversy around Jay Asher. I'm not going to like mention exactly what it is, but you can look it up. And he is a horrible human <laughs> being. So, yeah. Um, I actually I didn't know that going into the book. I read the book. What? I didn't like the book at all. I thought it was really. I thought like compared to Astonishing Color of After, it didn't capture the topic of suicide nearly as well. I didn't like the prose, and. It just, it was very flat, and the characters were not compelling. I think, like, when the TV show came out, there was also, like, a lot of, um, I remember, like, the Google search for, like, suicide went up by, like, a lot, and I was like, this is, it's, uh, it's a show, it's like a, 
the story handles a very difficult topic, and I don't think it did that well. Leah from the Love Simon movies. <laughs> and, oh, like the yeah. actress. Um, and apparently, so is Cal, like the blonde guy. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't know that until I watched when I saw the movie with friends. They were like, "Oh, geez, the guy. It's they're from Thirteen Reasons Why." Okay, my popular books that I didn't like. Okay, this one, I don't care if anyone anyone disagrees with me to all the boys you i've loved before that book just it was boring and then it just like because i know who the actors are just the thought of noah centineo i i'm a noah centineo hater just because he replaced jt austin in um the fosters but i just i didn't like it i read about half of it it took me forever to get to like half of it it was it wasn't that great i tried to read it last year and then this one a lot of people love this book you either love this book or you hate it call me by your name i read that last week um because i was bored and i had and i have it so i read and it book too so i was able to get through it in a day it was just wasn't good i didn't like i didn't care for the writing there were so many things i hated about it um, that I just, I would never want to read again. Things are burned in my mind that I never want to be burned in my mind. Um, I didn't like the writing. I thought the plot was weird. The age difference was weird. Especially, the more I've just thought about it, the fact that he was, like, Oliver is an American, and he, like, the, the American laws, and he, like, knows American laws, and, like, grew up with American laws, and then is still, like, in love with this, like, 17-year-old. They weren't even... And people were like, but they were in love. No, they weren't in love. It was, like, a weak thing. No. <laughs> just... Like, I I don't... I don't blame Elio for a lot of things. I don't... I don't like... I don't like Oliver. Um, but also, I then watched the movie just to compare. The book-to-movie adaptation part, though, is so good... The accuracy was so good. The mo- the storyline is terrible, but the movie is a work of art. Yeah, I had to, you guys, I had to deal with <laughs> Caitlin talking about this movie 24-7 until she actually watched it. She talked more about it before she watched it than after. Because it was, I was watching so many videos of just, like, how they made it because I was like, I love the, like, whole... I just loved what they, like, how they created it, and it's just so gorgeous! <laughs> I understand why Timothy Chalamet got famous from it. He he did an amazing job. In okay, guys, our next section is a book that we're excited to read. For me, I just picked up like a few minutes ago, before I started filming the podcast, *An Ember in the Ashes* by Saba Tahir. I started reading The The Diviners by Libba Bray, and I wasn't really getting immersed in the world just because I hadn't been reading a lot, so I wanted something that would get me out of a reading slump. Most of the time I go back to rereads for reading slumps, but this time I was like, I'm gonna go in for An Ember in the Ashes because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, We have a, I think, Pakistani character as our like one as our protagonist we love an enemies to lovers arc we love and um i just really want to immerse myself in another fantasy world so that's why i'm giving an ember in the ashes a try and so far i've really enjoyed it 
So I'm excited to read more. I am excited to read. So because I just finished Song of Achilles not even 24 hours ago, I I need something happy in my life. So I'm I'm between three books of reading. It's rereading, finish reading because I only read half of it, and reading something new. And the book that I'm excited to like, it's a new book, is The Love Lies of Rukshana Ali, who she is Muslim, she's Indian, and she's a lesbian, and she has a secret girlfriend, and then she gets, like, her parents find out, and she gets sent to uh, Bangladesh for, like, an arranged marriage or something. I don't know why I read it, but... Hi guys, great news. We now have an Instagram. So if you want to know more about maybe the books that we're reading or when a new episode is up, you can go give us a follow. I'll put the link in the description below. Hope to see you there. Thank you guys so much for listening to Bookish Delights and we hope that you join us next week.